0: Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. BizHawk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kaltbomb. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877 747 Edge. That's 877 747 3343. Here's your host, Gary Kaltbomb. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulp. I'm your host, Dave. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. You know it's Friday. It's uh, April 5th, 2019. You know, it's so much easier to say 2018 versus 2019, but i got to give you the right date. huh? Uh, we're here to talk about, uh, in no particular order... A wealth tax, a carbon tax, a gas tax, a financial transaction tax, a higher payroll tax, a higher corporate tax, a higher estate tax, leave-the-country tax, a uh, tax on unrealized capital gains, a 90% tax rate, a 70% tax rate, a Green New Deal that says we need to get rid of air travel, and a complete takeover of the health insurance industry, if not the whole healthcare industry. Why am I starting the show with that today? Well, today I was at my desk... And today, I was just watching and listening, and I was watching the president today. I got very upset with our president today. I got very upset with the uh, Socialist Party today. I'm just very upset with it all. And I was adding up all these proposals that we've already talked to you about on the show, and again, just amazingly, 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 they're going to hand Donald Trump the next election unless the economy really sputters. It's amazing to watch. And I bring this up and by the way we're going to do a full market wrap. I have an area of the market that has done nothing that I think is about ready. About ready to emerge. And I'm going to give you that in a little bit. But I'm bringing this up because today joe biden did his first speech in a while and amazingly he was a doofus he actually made fun of all this and don't take this the wrong way this brouhaha that i actually use that that term brouhaha this whatever they're complaining about on joe biden he made fun of it twice and i'm thinking to myself is this guy a doofus You know, the last time he ran for the presidency, he polled it 1%. But anyway, I digress about his stupidity about making jokes of these women that are complaining about him doing whatever he did. But what matters to me most is Joe Biden today. The latest entry into the presidential candidacy. He hasn't announced it yet, but he slipped and he will announce it probably in the next two to three weeks. In his speech. Got to raise taxes. Got to have investments, which is spending. That's the code word. Climate change this, climate change that. Government this, government that. And I'm just thinking to myself, and there are people that are left, there are people that are very left, and then there are people that are Bernie Sanders. And I'm just thinking to myself that every one of these people On the left are seeing Bernie Sanders poll numbers and saying, screw it, I'm going there. And I am no Trumpster. I got very mad at him today, and I'll explain in a minute. But the alternative to Donald Trump is a bunch of authoritarian, socialist dictator control freaks. And just so you know, massive taxes, massive regulations, massive control of industry, that is about authoritarian, socialist, dictator, control freaks. And not one of these people has ever – I told you about this Ron Wyden, Oregon. I got some calls from my Oregon, by the way, this week when I mentioned that. He's calling for a tax on unrealized capital gains. You got a half million dollar stock account. You've owned so and so. You own ten stocks, and last year those ten stocks were up seven percent. You made thirty-five thousand bucks, but you haven't sold. He wants to tax that thirty-five thousand bucks. The man is a. Do I have to repeat myself? Been in politics for 37, 38 years. During those 37, 38 years, we have gone from zero debt to 22 trillion of debt. During those 37, 38 years, we've gone from government spending federally less than a trillion to 4.4 4 trillion. Went from no deficits on a yearly basis to a trillion dollars. So Ron Wyden is a miserable failure. Miserable failure. And I say that for the Republican side, I'll say it for the socialist side. By the way, the Republican side. And I bring this up because I watched an interview today. Howard Schultz, the uh, Starbucks, uh, ex-Starbucks CEO who probably is going to run as an independent and kill one of the parties. He did an interview with these two hosts on MSNBC. And I didn't watch it live, but I saw somebody put something out there and I decided to watch the interview. And here Howard Schultz is sitting there talking about our debt and our deficits are going to eventually kill us. And he was pissing off these two people. Here are these two people on MSNBC that kiss the rear end of the Socialist Party. Yet you got a guy on that says, We've got to do something about the debt and deficits, and they're not happy with him. All they were complaining about is he's rich. They were complaining about he was rich, and he was wealthy, and he's a billionaire, and he's out of t- What? So here this guy comes in with some logic. Just some simple logic. We can't keep trillion-dollar deficits every year. The hourglass is running. And they got mad at him. They got mad at him. You go see the interview. One of the guys' names was Ali Velshi, and the other one was Stephanie Rule. They were mad. Versus the other people they'll interview, like a Bernie Sanders, that will spend 10 trillion bucks and do 6 trillion of deficits, who cares, and run the world. They were mad at somebody who wants to just have government efficient and effective and living within their means like we all have to. What a concept. What a concept that we all have to live by that government refuses to. So I'm just bringing this all up because it's a nut house out there. The media, a nut house. The White House, a nut house. The socialists, a a, a nut house. The Republicans, a nut house. Today, $3 billion was added to our debt, and $1.5 billion of our taxpayer dollars went towards interest. And these two people at MSNBC were mad at somebody who said, we got to do something different. So up next, why am I upset with Trump? Today, we'll do the full market wrap. And what is emerging potentially in the market? I'm Gary. This is When Only Investors End. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, okay. this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kultbaum. It doesn't get better than this. <laughs> and welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So why do I have a big phone to pick with Donald Trump? It's simple. As you know, in the recent past, he's been calling for... cutting interest rates. He and his minions keep saying, we know the Fed is independent. We're not telling them what to do, but lower rates by a half percent. Today, Donald Trump came out and said they should start printing money again. The same Donald Trump that under Obama, when they were printing money, said it's going to create asset bubbles. And it's terrible. You can't be doing this. Asset bubbles are terrible, easy money is terrible. Now it is the freaking end all be all. And you know my theme. This continues to distort every asset price, every economic statistic, every data point, that the Wall Street and me they were crapping in their pants over a whopping two and a half percent Fed funds rate. <gasps> the end of the world is coming and it's all Jay Powell's fault, blah 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 blah. Now Trump is asking for them to print money. And I got news for you. That sickens me. It sickens me. He is not a conservative. He is not a free market guy. That is socialism. Controlling the markets. He may be conservative on the courts. I'll give him that. He is no fiscal conservative. He is no free market guy. He is a hypocrite. He's changed his stance. Now he's in the White House. All to keep asset prices on the move. And to get reelected. That's all. There is your Donald Trump. And it irks the hell out of me. And I expect to get some emails from both sides, but we don't care. Because you know what? We care about the people. And both sides are not doing people right. They're all insane. One more insane than the other. As you know, I cannot deal with the socialists. If you notice, all the socialists have never been in the business world. Just about. Just about all of them, on the political side anyway th- that's just my take today uh everybody rubbed me the wrong way and, and you can believe in what i say or not the bottom line is you can't argue with today and every day three billion is added to our debt and 1.5 billion goes to waste of our taxpayer dollars because the debt they created do you realize 500 billion bucks this year is going towards interest. Do you know, in the 70s, federal spending, I think, was probably $500 million. They have created this monstrous, monstrous, monstrous blob where in Washington and Virginia and surrounding areas there's like 10,000 lobbyists living in big homes, getting votes from people because they're taken on vacations and treated to this, that, and the other thing. By the way, do you know that there's been about 20 million bucks of our taxpayer dollars that were paid to settle sexual harassment lawsuits in Washington, D.C., and Washington, D.C. will not disclose which politicians were involved? Just saying. Oh, I was mad today. Trump got me really angry. Biden got me really angry. Really angry. If it was a different world right now, I would primary Donald Trump. I would primary him. I would pick the good parts of him and do better with those and get rid of all of his bad parts. I would primary him. Oh, I'm going to get some hate mail. I love your hate mail, by the way. All right. When you all have a chance this weekend, I want you to go look at the chart of the XOP. It's just oil and gas exploration, and you will notice that for the past eh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 weeks, it has been trading very, very tightly with a couple little drifts to the downside but right back up. Go take a look at what happened today on the XOP. Those are the explorers. When you have a chance, go look at the OIH, oil services, and go look at the same 13 weeks, and look where it finished today. And then go look at the XLE, which is the big oils, which is a little bit stronger than those other two because you got like Chevron in there, Exxon, and they've been a little bit stronger than these other things. But I want you to see what the XLE did today. Then when you have a chance, go look at the USO, that is the price of oil, spot price. And you will notice the commodity leading the stocks. The stocks may start emerging now. All three of those look like one of them's a little bit has already emerged a little bit above resistance. It looks like the energy complex is ready to make a move out of this range. Now, guess what? When you're dealing with energy prices, there's a lot of geopolitical crap. You don't know if on Monday OPEC's gonna do something. You know, if they decide to produce the living heck out of more oil, it, it can stop this, dent tracks. But all things being equal, without something extraneous happen, I'm just letting you know the energy uh, stocks look like they're going to merge out of this little uh, 13-week range on the XOP and the OIH. And the range for the XLE is more like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 weeks, and the prior 6 weeks were a little bit below. And of course, you can then go scan all the individual stocks, and see what you can find. That is my thought on what looks like it's going to merge here real soon. Up next, full market wrap, much more. Serenity Now. I'm Gary. This is The One Only Investor's in. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. And... With Gary Cobb. I'm highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. Once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, the NCAA men's final four is uh, tomorrow night, I believe. And uh, j- just letting you know, I really like Michigan State over Texas Tech. That's the one that sticks out for me. I don't have a great feel on this Virginia Auburn because, you know, sometimes you get this team that is the team of destiny, and Auburn may be that. Uh, Virginia's given six. If I had to make a play there, I'd probably take Auburn, but I- I'm, I- I'm not on it. I I like Michigan State. That's my take. And I must tell you, the over/unders in both those games seems kind of low. But I do know Texas Tech is a real good defensive team. That's a tough one. Anyway, that's my theme on it. And I believe uh, Monday night will be the. uh, the, Is that right? Monday is the uh, final. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with that uh, for you. Quite interesting, huh? All the Well, I, I, Virginia's the number one uh, seed, right? I think Virginia was the number one seed. I, I think Michigan State was probably the number two seed. Anyway, maybe the best team wins. And I'll tell you, I like this Izzo guy as a coach. But again, guess what? As usual, it's going to be about turnovers. You know, we t- talk football, we give you out of great football picks, and we killed it again this year. Um, it, it, we're just giving you what we think's – Anyway. Uh, market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com this is Jim, Jim Rohrbach one of the great market timers no gray areas with a man you're either in or out of the market Was proprietary indicators go check it out investment-models.com market was much better than the Dow only up 40 today uh, I, I will say that uh, that is number one uh, S&P up 13 NASDAQ 46 NASDAQ 138 uh, Advanced declines were good up, down, volume, good. New highs, uh, picked up a little bit. Transport's up 45. Foreign markets had a decent day. And, and the real story continues to be the semiconductors are up another 11 today. They're stretched, extended, overbought. And they're up another 11 today. In the Dow today, Boeing down four. got to tell you, I think Boeing stock is lucky we're in this market right now that's on the strong side. Because the CEO has now come out and taken responsibility for those two crashes. Boeing software caused over 300 deaths. That's Boeing has taken responsibility. A, they're going to be paying a lot of money on, just on the deaths. B, they're losing a lot right now on those planes being idle. And I got a sneaking suspicion that's going to be a while longer. Now, the, I've only seen one airline cancel the order on the 737, 737 MAX. And it was announced last night that their new software may have had a glitch. And the stock still opened up today, but finally sold off at the end. Uh, let's see. Besides that, dollar gainers were Apple, Chevron, Home Depot, United Tech, United Health. Uh, but again, the semiconductor stood out. Weakness. Listen carefully. Remember those software names we mentioned? Well, they, they look like they may be done out of this area. I have 15 to 20 names that look to me like they're done now, notwithstanding we got earnings season coming up, so just letting you know along those lines. But really, has not affected too much at this juncture at all. But for me, the story right now: want to see what these energy stocks do, and what is that going to mean? Does that could affect the airlines, transports? How, how does that go? By the way, Trump's also been jawboning OPEC about energy prices going up, but OPEC doesn't have control of en- energy prices anymore. Yields came back down, we're 2.5% on the 10-year, 29 on the 30-year, which is just amazing, and they're still whining about interest rates. It's amazing. When I was in college, I think, the year, I think we were at 18%. When I was in college, we had 18%. No, really. We had 18%. Uh, Chinese names on the strong side here, coming up the right side. What do you mean about coming up the right side? Well, you're in a bear market. You bottom out over time, and then you start coming up. That's the right side bitcoin had another good day today thank the central banks for uh you know hey let's just go buy coins but it's still just about 80 percent below the highs and we're not going to tell you what to do with that we're just reporting to you we as we did on uh monday of this week was it monday or was it tuesday? on tuesday of this week we think bitcoin put in the bottom for now technical technical basis lift back above the ipo price $72 deal opened up at 88 and change, went down to I think 68. It's back to 74, 45. Somebody came out and said something good about it. Turns out somebody who came out and said something good about it has a bunch of stock cheap, which irritates the hell out of me. I don't like conflicts of interest in my business. But don't worry, nothing's going to happen to them. That's how it works. Financials, eh, you know, they rallied up a little bit here, but. Eh really no leadership qualities at all still if they ever get leadership here that will be really good for the market the big story though is the semiconductors in spite remember what i tell you about my friends fundamentalists i got like four friends that are big fundamental semiconductor guys and they all swear this is a fake move and i try to tell them the reality and then they say yeah but they're gonna crash them soon and that the bottom is not in for the cycle and hell's gonna pack all i know is they keep going higher and may I say, they're right about the numbers. The numbers have been terrible. The question is, is the market telling you something about the future? Normally, the answer is yes. And they get all mad at me when I, I say, dude, you're not listening to the market. Well, what about what happened into December? Yeah, but that was into December. They also say that the companies are lying. You know, there's a few companies that came out that said the bottom's in. They swear they're lying. They're calling them liars. And I try to tell them, you know, you better start listening to the market. Nope. Why would they do that? Can't do that. Market's lying. It's all the easy money. It's all the central banks. Okay. I'll bite. Tesla up seven today. Yeah, just buy it even though they missed numbers by several hundred miles. And they were in court with the SEC yesterday, but I guess it came out okay. The SEC was kind of not so mean to Elon Musk. By the way, Elon Musk at the courthouse, whatever he was in front of the SEC or in front of a judge, you would have thought the Kardashians showed up. That's how many reporters were there. Some people are just a magnet. I just don't trust the guy as the CEO of this company right now. And they're obviously not listening to me about what they should do. And that is, let him stay the CEO, let him run the business, but shut him up. That's just my thought but what do they care what i think and one more note up next i have an energy company with a ceo just spent 75 million bucks i'll explain up next on investors edge you're listening to huh? what, are you well, what are you waiting for one two ready yeah. go investors edge <laughs> Gary Copa. To investors, so um, here we go. So it is not very often when we see uh, insiders buying and selling that a couple of things will stick out. The last time we saw a purchase like this was Steve Wynn back in 15 and 16. He bought 100 million bucks of stock on two or three separate occasions, uh, and the stock went from 60 to 200. So we're always looking for that. We never know uh, uh, what's going to show up. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, energy stocks may start to emerge from here. doesn't mean they're going to, but the setup is there, and I told you what to look for. So there is a company in energy land called Continental Resources, symbol CLR. The CEO, his name is Harold Hamm, uh, H-A-M-M. And I just want to let you know that in the past, uh, let's see, on February 21st, he bought $39 million of stock at a cost of $44.49. And a month later, he bought another $34 million of stock, a little bit lower at 42.95. So we're talking $73 bucks he bought. Now, just because he bought does not mean the stock's going to go up. And how do we know that? Because in May of 2018, Harold Hamm bought $9 million of stock at $65 and watched it go down to $35. He was wrong, completely wrong at those levels. So if he was wrong at those levels, why am I bringing it up? because energy stocks look like they may be emerging and he bought 73 million dollars worth and i got news for you i don't care who it is and i don't care what they're worth ain't nobody buying 73 million dollars of any stock if they don't think it's going higher and he is the ceo of the joint and chairman of the board so i felt it necessary to report it to you now listen carefully full disclaimer we are not telling you to buy it We are not telling you to sell it. We are not telling you to short it. We are not telling you to cover it. We are not telling you to buy options on it. We are not telling you to sell options on it. We are telling you nothing. We are just reporting to you a fact. That's all. And the last time we saw this type of number was Steve Wynn. Stock went from... Let's say an average cost of 57 up to 200 Before he was kicked out of his company for, I guess, he's been accused of uh, some sexual thingamabobs. You can read all about it. He builds very nice casino hotels, though. So just let you know. And we'll see how it plays out. We'll keep covering it as we move forward. I have not seen anybody else at the company buying. I've seen small sales by other people at the company. But... I see a guy who sold 10,000 shares, but he owns 309,000 shares. That type of stuff. Which is no big deal to me. And the head honcho top dog big cheese is buying. So market down. We'll be watching it. And CLR technically looks like um, the XOP. Kind of, sort of. It's an oil explorer. Continental resources. So there you go. We're just full of knowledge. And if anybody wants to know how we find these things... We use a certain um, charting service. Uh, It used to be the Daily Graphs. It's now called MarketSmith. I still don't know where they got that name from. And what they have on the charts is a circle with a plus for insider buying. And once we see the circle with a plus, we go look it up. And that's all public information. And when we see two or three of them at the same time, that means there's multiple purchases. That's how we find it. And it'll be interesting to see what happens from here. And again, I want to repeat one thing. Just because insiders buy, I don't care what size or what, doesn't mean the stock's going up. But when you combine the technicals with it, you know, you can be on to something. And I must tell you, I screwed up that Winds Resort so bad because I was on that baby uh, back in 2016, but the stock was destroyed, and I saw the week it really turned up, which I think was February of 16, and I didn't buy any. And then I saw it... Uh, trade for a year between 80 and 100 and he bought more at 100 and i still didn't do it that was a bad one on my part so what can i tell you hey we put it all out for you here what can i say have a great weekend drive carefully when you get home do like we do it's simple make sure you hug your children good night all. this clean edit of investors edge created by Stu lander Follow me at twitter.com slash S-T-O-L-A-N-D-R.